Welcome to the Toes on the Line podcast. I'm your host, Gio Grassi, and today my guest is my guy, RJ Cobbs. Man, RJ is going to talk about what it takes to win in life and how to bounce back from certain setbacks. Now, RJ's been at the highest point in life playing in the NFL, which was a dream of his that he accomplished. And he's also had some setbacks that put him in the lowest points of his life where he was injured, found himself out of the NFL, and having to come back and live a civilian lifestyle. You're talking about a guy who was an All-American freshman year, an All-American throughout his career in college getting to that high point in the NFL and having it all taken away from an injury. And not to mention, even when he was back into that civilian life, as he likes to call it, he also found some setbacks, but also bounced right back out of them to put himself in a higher position to continue to win in life. Currently, RJ's the owner of Inception Sports in Cedar Knolls, New Jersey. And I'll tell you what, his journey on how he got there to the position he's in now is pretty fascinating and remarkable. And I'll be quite honest, RJ's a 100 guy. He'll tell her how it is. He won't lie to you, and he's too real, 100% of the time. So get ready, line them up, lock and load, get ready to go. Welcome to the Toes on the Line podcast. It's your guy, Gio Grassi, man. I'm here with my big dog, RJ Cobbs. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about me and my man's RJ go back 2010 style. Man, we go back like front seats in the Cadillac, baby. You know He's been doing big things, man. Everything from, you know, getting youth kids to, you know, having more confidence in themselves and competing in sports, you know, at a higher level to training professional athletes and having them, you know, conquer the game at a high level. You know, having these collegiate kids, you know, know what it takes to play at that Division One level like my man RJ has. He's also played and spent some time with the New York Giants. Um, RJ's been all around, man. And right now, RJ, I want to say you're big balling right now, driving that BMW, big body. You know, we, we, uh, pull up, <laughs> we, we pulling up, we pulling up right, we pulling up right for the year 2020, man. Hey, you know, when I first met you, I think you was driving some. I don't know what it was, but it was a hoop ride, and you went from I that to your ride, man. Yeah, you was fish tanning with that Infinity when we take it to the car wash once in a while. <laughs> you know, I got, I had to, I had to, I had to humble myself for a little bit, go back to the roots. You know, like how it all started. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying from the ground up. So you know, I had to, yeah. I, had, I had to get back into you know transitioning from the the league into, you know, realization as far as like, you know, how life goes and things like that, you know, because you know, you said being that, you know, being in a uh being on a limelight on a broader scale is kind of different from, you know, you know, on the average day life living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you was hanging out with some big dogs, man. Uh, oh yeah, and I was a small I was small small fish in the pond, but you know, like I said, I bang with the best of them. You yeah. know, they can't tell they can't tell me nothing. When I got to the club, I was pulling them. Yeah, and I just want to let everybody know, when we were at preseason, RJ actually uh, owned the nickname, and it was granted to him unanimously, uh, the human highlight reel, because this man was, he was still jumping 42-inch vert, what was you running? You was running like four twos on the track? I was running like four, four ones. Yeah, I was, I was like, you know, definitely like four three in it consistently. Yeah. Oh, shit, I, I was jumping probably about 40, 41. I'm giving you a lot of credit um, on the 40, man. I was, at, I, was at, I was at my prime. Yeah, you definitely gave me a lot on that. I was the four two, but, you know, uh, honestly, man, I was running really good. I was running like four threes consistently. Fast. Jumping at, jumping, at a, jumping, at a, jumping at a high, you know, high vertical. Um, just was hungry, man. I was still hungry. I was still trying to get back in the league. I still, like I said, I was trying to make that transition or, you know, just working and, you know, just trying to, you know, just find my way in life. You know what I'm saying? After the Hell league. yeah. 
Yeah, man. So, RJ, so, real quick, man, just t- take some time right now. Just introduce yourself to everybody. You know, just talk to us about, you know, who's RJ Cobbs, your lifestyle, your background, uh, where you came um, from, where you played football, you know, your coaching career and stuff like that, man. Well, man, my name is RJ Cobbs, you know. Um, I'm from uh, Mars County, from Marstown. But I uh, went to school at uh, Parsippany Hills High School, um, you know, Play football there, uh, work my ass off, and then um, earned a scholarship off to go to University of Massachusetts up in Amherst, where um, that's where I got kind of got my nationally uh, noticed. Where you know I earned my accolades of uh, Rookie of the Year, the Nation of 2002, and then became All American, and then um, you know played both sides. I mean, I pretty much was Mr. Versatile. I did it all up there. I mean, I did it all in high school, so you know that transition to college was kind of you know kind of easy. But, um, you know, my background, like I said, man, this, uh, you know, a, a collegial player, uh, NFL was my dream. And then I accomplished that, you know, I was uh, in the league for about, you know, about a year, year and a half. And then I got hurt and then uh, just was trying to find my way back in. And uh, that's how, you know, me and you met and, you know, and then the rest is history. Now, you know, we can talk about it. Let's go. Damn right. We, we do it all the time, man. Now, when um <laughs> when was when was your last year? You was in New York, right, with the, with the Giants, the Big Blue and whatnot. When was your last yeah, year? So I remember you, you, year, came, you came to first Prince, I, went I think, to, in 2010, right? Yeah, so 2010, I got the three seeds. Like, uh, it was just about to be 20. I think, like, when the, I think the Giants had won it that year. Um, was it 2011, right? I would yeah. say. I think the Giants won it again. Yeah, so it was, like, around that time, um, I had got the Parisi's. And, uh, you know, like I said, I was with the Giants for about, uh, you know, I went to Minnesota first. So after UMass, I went to Minnesota. Um, I got cut like the last day. And then uh, the Giants picked me up like mid-season. And then, you know, I got activated, played with them for, you know, the, the remaining of the season. And then I got hurt in the off season, And then uh, just kind of just was, um, you know, I had surgery. So it, was, it took a little time to get back and like get back in my rear form. So, because uh, I never been hurt ever in my career, so that was kind of like a, you know, eye opener, I guess I could say, because you know, mentally, I never was prepared or prepare myself for recovering after a, a major surgery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it took a little time for you know just to get back into rare form, but uh, made that transition. So I was kind of out for a little bit for a few years, and then you know, I got you know, I got the job over at. Um, you know, Precy Ski School in 2010. And then, uh, you know, just was nervous coming into that, you know, that playing field because, you know, like I said, I was just, a, you know, came in on a higher level as far as playing in the NFL. And now I'm back to, like I said, civilization and, you know, working like a normal U- uh, human being and uh, just like, just kind of start from ground zero. So when I came in, I came in as like a nobody. But, you know, even with the, you know, the background that I had, I still felt like, and I always felt like, you know, I never felt like I walked around and felt like I was better or bigger than nobody. You know, I always wanted to earn my key to earn my stripes, you know, and that's just how I was always raised. Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, like something you want, something you go get, you go earn it. Like nothing's given. So when I got the Parisians, you know, I was a little nervous, you know, like lining up with you and Sully and Ramon. And I'm like, man, these guys are so studious and so... You know, like I said, man, y'all was exercise science majors. You know, I was just a guinea pig in this shit. You know, <laughs> I'm the type of person where you know, the trainers was training me. You know, I was the first kind of first person on the wave of like, you know, switching over to athletic training and you, you know, using it with science. So, you know, I was kind of like a guinea pig to that, which kind of like motivated me to kind of want to become a trainer, I guess. You know, after, you know, the league and everything was set and done, um, I feel like that was an easy transition for me because, 
you know, I thought that I could give back and, you know, inspire kids to achieve their goals, you know, the goals that I had set out for. So I felt like it was easy for me to, you know, communicate and push these kids to, you know, reach their, reach their goals. So, um, you know, as I said, got in there with you guys around 2010. I mean, man, what a ride that was, you know, coming in and, you know, just trying to establish myself as far as, like, how do I train with kids and having the patience and the resilience of just, you know, just becoming a good role model for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I always knew, like, you know, I had the leadership skills is, you know, from, you know, me being a, you know, big-time star player in high school and leading my team to, you know, the playoffs and, you know, going to the States. And obviously, you know, my um, own personal goals and striving to be great at that and, you know, get my full-ride scholarship and going to UMass and becoming a leader there. So I knew the leadership skills was always in me. And, uh, you know, I was just blessed with the opportunity to be on the stage and working with a bunch of great kids and little kids and inspiring them to be great. And uh, obviously my background, once, you know, people, you know, found out that I played a little bit of ball in the league, they were like, oh, my God, you played blah, 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 blah. You know, they were kind of excited, you know, and, and inspired off that. So that kind of made it a little bit easy, you know, dealing and training with kids. I hear that, man. I want to say your biggest thing was the damn energy you brought into the room, bro. Because I want to say, I, I think I was there for man, five months geez. or three months before you got there. And it was rocking. And then when you got there, bro, we turned that thing into what Parisi's never seen. We was like the 96 Bulls man. in there, bro. Talking about. Oh, bro. They couldn't touch us. They couldn't touch You remember that one time, You, I think. We, we were in a meeting and then they said, I think it was like in 2013, we generated the first million dollar revenue since I think Martin Rooney did it back in like 2001 or something like that. And, we're like, yeah, and that's when we yeah, were like, oh, we big. run this thing. Oh, we big. balling right now. <laughs> yeah, man. We we thought we was on top of the world. I mean, after that, you know, uh, what a major accomplishment that was and just how much, you know, the word was being passed around about such a, you know, such good training going over over at Parisi Speed School and then, you know, you see through the clients and people that transpire from what we train and seeing where these kids are at from the Lindsay Max to the people out there that got, you know, scholarships yeah. to play at a higher level. I mean, you know, you got you gotta give you gotta give credit when it's due. I mean, we punched them the clock, man. We came in day in, day out, you know, work weekends and you know, I'm mean, oh, I was in on the Sundays, yeah. Sunday. Them Sundays was going, huh? <laughs> so, man, it got to the man, it came to the point. It was like, yo, you gotta tone it down because I mean, everybody was trying to get in on Sunday, and you know me, I'm a, I, I grind. So, one thing about me, man, I just let the doors open for it. Hey. But the people listening that don't know, Parisi's had these like little schedule blocks. It's like eight athletes to like a session. And dude, RJ used to have like 16, <laughs> 20 athletes, man. Craig used to be Definitely. like, RJ, man, you got to pass the kids Definitely. along over here to, to this session, to that. Nah, nah. Hey, you yeah, was going, man. man. Listen, man. <laughs> I, listen, I, can't, I found out the system where, hey, man, you can maximize it to what you want it to be. Um, I'm actually listen. Every kid in that damn building loved you for the person you were to them, man. Because you brought you brought a hundred and ten. Oh, sure. Like we Without all had our problems outside the gym. You know, we talked about that stuff always on the side. But oh, and yeah. but man, when oh, it was yeah. showtime, three thirty mm-hmm. came, bro. It was like a Broadway stage, brother. That's what I'm saying, man. Like when it came when it came to the work, when it came to yeah, when that three thirty hit, you know, whoever you had jump start, whatever, you know, speed, uh uh what was it called? What was the classes uh, uh linear speed uh, and the change direction yeah, and linear strength speed, class. Yeah, change direction one or two. Yeah. You know, we was you know, we was ready, you know, like I said, man, we all got to our stations and we did our work. And I think, you know, from you know, what we learned from the guys that, you know, kinda of built pre as far as the Cirillos, the Rooneys. 
you know, uh, you know, Steve Leo, those guys that kind of like kind of paved the way, you know, they were kind of like the OGs and here we are fresh, true blood type of cats coming mm-hmm. in thirsty to, to, to you know, to hey, make some money yeah. and, and, and put ourselves on the map. And, uh, you know, like I said, we all had the same common goal. I think that's why we all worked, worked so well, you know, and like you said, like the 98 Bulls, it was coming to a point where it's like, man, we were so good that it was like, you know, you got to pay us, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to come with it. Like, you ain't coming with it, then we, you know, we going to walk out, you know? And uh, that's just how that kind of, that situation went, you know? It was kind of like, the, it kind of forced their hand, like, hey, man, you going to get this amount? Like, well, I ain't taking no $20 an hour when I was already cranking, you know, doing me $100 an hour, and you got me messed up, you know what I'm saying? And that's just what's real, like, you know, you got to know your worth, you know what I'm saying? And, and like, you know, we, we, I started from those zero, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I started from the ground of doing the jump starts and working Saturdays and Sundays when nobody wanted to work the weekends. I built my, you know, I built my credibility up as far as, you know, working and, and doing what I needed to do. And then once I got to that point, it was like, all right, cool. And then when we made a million, you like, how you going to try and break up the bulls? But, you know, yeah. like I said, <laughs> man, right? you know, when it comes to you know when, when it comes to money and politics and things like that, you know it's, it's a totally different ball game. So it's like you know I tell anybody that coming into the game, you know definitely be resilient, but also know you're working. Like you know stay true to you, to, to what you you know what you work for, yeah. and uh, you know never settle for less. You know what I'm saying? And no man, I already knew I had a name. I already knew I had a you know I had a mark. I just didn't know like you know I didn't know how to brand it or what how to you know you know, uh, put it on a broader scale. So then when my back was against the wall, that's the best time to motherfucking eat. You know what I'm saying? Like people would think like, oh, your back against the wall, you're supposed to fall and crumble. No, that's the best time yeah. you're supposed to grind. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think that by me being pressed to that kind of opened up the doors for me to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, go out and see what was there for me. And, you know, now look at me now, you know, I own my own fucking yeah. company. Yeah, hell you yeah. know? Talk about talk about taking big risks and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You took the biggest risk out of everybody, you know, because yeah. I went I went the route, you know, I got into the yeah. college game. Yeah. You know, uh, you went out and started your own business and now you're just big ball. You know, I see yeah. it, you know, we talk about well, no, it. No, let's 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 back it. Right, it yeah, up yeah, go now. back some like, steps, man. I didn't go out. I didn't start my own okay. you know, let's let's let let me back and be be true to it. Like so you know, I left preseason went to go work for this company called mm-hmm. Inception. And, you know, it just went like this, right? I was, became a worker, got hired, became a worker, and then brought the value, brought the energy, fucking cranked it up. And then, you know, it came to the point where management left and this person that wasn't going to, you know, this the guy that owned it didn't want to give up percentage and let this other person buy in. And so he came to me like, yo, I'm going to get rid of this person. I need you to come in and I'm going to be 50, you know, we'll be 50, 50 partner. And at my time, I'm like, I ain't know nothing about no ownership. I ain't know nothing. I was just, like I said, I was cool with just being mm-hmm. a worker and comfortable with that. And then once I realized, like I said, I was like, oh, well, uh, I, I, you know, I got an advisor. I started, you know, talking to lawyers. I started getting more information as far as like what this ownership and shit came about. And then it came to that point and then I just started out grinding and out working to where it came to that I was doing more work than the the owner, the actual owner. So I came to him and was like, yo, I'm about to buy your ass out. I'm about to take over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you did that. You took the whole thing <laughs> like, over. And yeah. I did that. You know, like, 
but I stay true. You know, I stay true to my guns. You know, it just got to the point where it's like, you know, when you get into certain situations mm-hmm. and relationships and life, like where it's like, okay, you either cut your ties and move forward before it gets, you know, before it gets, uh, how you say, like, you know, dangerous. You know, I, I wasn't trying to get it to a point where it was like, you know, where it became dangerous. So I just wanted to move myself from that situation and figure out how I could, you know, either buy them out so we can both eat. And like, hey, you get this, I take the company, and we, you know, we move forward in our lives. And it just kind of worked out like that. And now that, you know, I'm sitting, you know, I'm sitting, sitting pretty, pretty right now. Hey, now I tell you, I give you that, brother. If, if, if there's anything about you that's true, you work your ass off 24-7, like legitimate 24-7. Because when we was at Parisi's, bro, you was in there Sunday to Sunday, every day, early morning, late night. Every day, man. Grinding, man. Every day. I don't even think I you did. No, oh, I remember man, that, I bro, remember it was like seven months work, straight. I worked like 70-something yeah. days straight. I thought it was longer than that. It felt like longer than that. Yeah, yeah man. It was at a point where we was, we was working so much, you know, to the point where it was like, you know, I'm like, yo, like, I didn't even know what life was like. All I knew was just work, work, work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and, I, and the heart, like I said, man, it's really true. You know, like, you know, yeah, you want to work smarter. Yeah, you know, but you also got to put the work in. You got to put the hard work in, you know, and, and that's all I know. And that's all I, you know, I bring to the table is hard work, you know. And like I said, nobody can say nothing about the ethic, the work ethic that I put into to what I do. You know, when I say I want to do so, I'm going to do that That shit. ass now. I, I could back that up too because there's, there's plenty of times we went to a Giants game and you just chilling in the booth where, you know, you, you like to say, this is where the rich folk at. And you hang out in the 200 level. You're not even watching right. the game. You're just in the, in, in the uh, what do you call that little section right there? The, uh, the box section. Just man, we was, we, was in the, we was in the chase club, the man. The chase club. Just, just, I'm over here sucking down some oysters and clams <laughs> and eating shrimp and shit. You know what I'm saying? Just making you know connections. Just making connections at a Giants game. Not even worrying about the score, the stats, nothing, man. My man RJ is grinding, bro. Yeah, man. Take a few yeah. steps back, man, because I remember there was a there was one point in our time at Parisi's when you trained with Matt Sims for a period of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you guys were you guys, you guys were both getting ready for what was it? Ah, it was some type of uh, combine. Yeah, it was like a pro day. No, it kind of it kind of kind of brought you know it was brought to my attention like yo um, you know Rich Rich did was doing the combine training and he did it he did it the year before you know which I kind of like. Uh, you know, helped out interned a little bit when we had Alfred Morris and all those guys and Josh Norman. So I got into it. I started training and working out with those guys and kind of learning how to do combine training and, you know, just kind of just being, you know, being a, a guinea pig to it too as well, you know? And, um, and so I learned, I learned a lot from that. And then the next year goes in, uh, uh, Matt Sims is coming out going to the NFL draft yeah. and uh, he's doing the combine training. And he's getting ready to do his combine training down in, at the University of Tennessee, um, which was freaking awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like a great experience. Um, shout out to Phil Sims and those guys, you know, putting me on the G5 and taking the jet down to Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. oh man, that's what's wicked, bro. We flying out of Teterboro, man. That's it. You know, it, it kind of it raised my bar a little bit. how you live. You know, I don't care what anybody says. So you fly on a jet and you don't know nothing. So, you know, uh, but the experience was cool. You know, like I said, I did a combine, I did a combine training with them. It's working my fifth and I was, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like I used to play in the league. So Matt, when you did a guy receiving a catch and, you know, do some things with. So, you know, Mr. Sanders kind of like, you know, helped me out in that sense as far as, you know, bringing me, paying me to catch balls and, you know, just work out and, <clears throat> and, and kind of just, you know, keep this guy ready. 
So uh, we did that for the whole, I want to say, from February all the way until the, you know, the end of the summer. So like June, you know, so we had to leave to go to camp. So um, the snares was great. You know, like I said, man, flying G5s and getting paid top top dollars just to catch some motherfucking balls and shit. You know, like I said, I ain't going to. I ain't gonna turn down no envelope that's being slid in my direction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and especially with your ability. Right. I mean, you had that NFL ability yeah. too, so that helps. You know, that helps his timing and all that stuff. Exactly. Especially with throwing those routes and stuff. So yeah. it was like it was easy to communicate and talk about things that he needed to, you know, obviously put out there or you know, um, you know, show these scouts that you know he can make these throws and things like that. So you know, we um, we went down there, University of Tennessee. He had a great pro day. I think that that pro day kind of put him on the scale. And, uh, you know, what got him to, you know, how many years he played in the league. And, you know, he was, you know, became successful with that, you know. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, I used to be out there bringing that energy with them. And just, you know, like, I think, like, just me being around those guys kind of just, it was just a fun group of guys working out. And uh, and uh, we just, uh, you know, everybody had a common goal. I was still trying to get in and things like that. And, you know, um, you know Phil, um, Phil, you know, was trying to help his son. You know, reach his goal, which you know, like I said, he he did. So you know, it's kind of it was kind of awesome experience. I hear that, man. So you tore your Achilles at some point. I want to say in twenty fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Right, you so were at, I mean, you was out of commission for a while, man. Talk about how you yeah. bounce back from because people go through shit like that and th- that's it for them. They hit the tank and rock bottom. Stay they stay down there for a long time. You bounce back and came back. Stronger than ever, fast as hell. Still the same old, same old RJ. You know, just with a skinnier yeah. leg for a couple months. Yeah, right. and then, well, and then that, that, that's when you started getting into the inception thing. Exactly. So you know, as I got, you know, I was out. I, I was bubbling. I did the combine training. So I told my Achilles. Uh, you know, I was uh, just playing basketball, recreation basketball for my Achilles, um, and I was out for about nine months. Probably the like worst. You know, one of the most. Uh, Worst times of my life, you know what I mean? Like, just like, like I said, like I had a job, I was secured, I was doing everything was going well, I was working mm-hmm. out with these, you know, potential NFL guys and, you know, outworking these guys. And so I knew, like, you know, hey, I made, I had a shot or a window and, uh, it just all just got snatched away again. And, you know, when I ruptured my Achilles, I, I was out for like nine months and I was just sitting there on bed rest, like, I just can't, I can't believe this is life. Like pretty much got to my last stop, no job, no nothing. I'm making no money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, what, what, what am I going to do? So, um, you know, nine months came back. I did, you know, cause I ruptured it twice. So I was, I was walking in like three months, three to four months. And then I popped it again in, in therapy. And then, um, and then I, you know, I was out again. I had to get surgery again and I bounced back. So pretty much after that, I was like another six months. So I was I was down for a while. Came back to preseason, and then like you know, we, at the time we was get, we was making commission money, you know. So you know, I'm making I think it was at the time forty percent, something like that, on each each client's package or whatever. You know, we was making money. So it was come to the point like I'm like I got back there like yeah we're going hourly. Mm-hmm. I'm like we're going hourly. Like how's that going to work for me? Like you know what my stats were like you know. You know, when I bring to the table, you know, my, my credibility and it just was like, you know, they were going in a different direction business wise. And this is when I really started understanding like business is kind of iffy and weird, especially if you don't own the shit, you know? So, um, it just became to the point where it was like, 
wasn't seeing eye to eye with management. Yeah, they yeah. feel like it was a home that <clears throat> hey, I helped kind of built, and you know, I brought a lot of value. So I kind of felt, you know, disrespected in a sense. Like fuck, it. you know, like I felt disrespected, and I'm like, all right, well, I can't do twenty dollars an hour. I remember that first check, man. I I had got, man, it was like. You know, we was making like between every two weeks, I was pulling in like 14 to 16, you know, if not more. And I remember that first check was like 600 bucks, bro. I almost, I mean, I literally cried. And remember at the time, you know, I had moved, I had moved back to Morris County and I'm working in Bergen. Now that's a hike, bro. So I'm always in Bergen down the, down the Parisi's, you know, in Bergen, in Bergen County. I'm living in Morris County. Bro, I would, bro, I'd probably cry that whole 35-minute ride home. Like, how am I going to survive? How? How is a, I'm a grown-ass, I didn't live at home. I had my own. Bro. I remember when we got on paychecks. Remember how I walked out? I walked out, bro. I walked, you opened that I check and you looked, like, <laughs> you looked at management and you were like. You know, I'm taking it personal today. And you walked out the back door. Management going to write me up. Uh. You should have did that. Yeah, what she's right, true, but they should have did what they did. 90, 99% of people probably would have got fired on the spot, but you you had something more to offer, and they knew they couldn't lose you, and they, they talked to you and brought you back the next so, day. Man, that, was, that was funny. It got, it, got, it got back to, you know, it was at that point where it was like, you know, it was like, all right, you know, all right, they're going this way. There's nothing they can do about it. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, my back got against the wall, man. I'm a... I just put on that suit, went, go looking for more, went job, right? Went looking for some more jobs I could get into and just had it in my mind. Like, all right, I got to start self-branding myself and building my name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And bring, yeah. bringing something to the table so they can't take away my LLC. <clears throat> they can't take away what I'm bringing to this table. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's what that's what I kind of did in the sense. So, came back and then it just didn't work out. I was like, all right, you know, found an opportunity to go over. Like I said, but um, over to Inception and then worked there for a year and then became the owner the next year. Yeah. And I was, you know, you know, I was the owner, a co-owner for two years and then bought my partner out in the third year. Now I own it outright. But in my first year owning Inception outright. So, you know, let's give a round of applause for that shit. Yeah, hell yeah. That's a major accomplishment. You no, know it me? is, like man. Said, especially most, com- people, most people, you know. Yeah. And it's especially co- coming from. Breaking break you know, up a little bit, sir. No, you're good. I, mean, I was about to say, especially coming from or going through the, the stuff that you went through, you know, with the with the pay cuts at the at the previous job, the injuries that put you out of commission for a long time, you know, for you to bounce mm-hmm. back so, you know, so quick in your life and then, you know, do the things necessary that you're supposed to do, you know, just have that motivation that just want to do more and have that hunger for more drive. You know, it's, it's incredible, man. But um, what's your personal motivation, Big Go? I don't think I ever asked you. Yo, like, what keeps you going? Smiles, mm-hmm. man. Love. You know, like that's what keeps me going. Like I love like to help people. You know, I like I like just I like I just love seeing smiles. I love being you know just being a happy person. You know, like that's what drives me. Just you know seeing people reaching their goals and you know just putting a smile on somebody's face or maybe helping a kid or two or helping a parent or two. You know, that's kind of just been my motivation. You know, I think I get that from you know my mother that passed you know a few, few years ago. Um, you know, she just had a great soul. And I, th- I feel like, you know, football was a blessing, you know, hands down, awesome experience. Can't take it, can't take nothing away. You know, drove nice cars, rode in nice limos, hardly at the best clubs. I mean, shit, ain't nothing I ain't do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, um, 
that that being said, that was a blessing. But this shit that I'm doing on a daily and helping people, you know, uh, bringing joy in people's lives, like, that's my calling. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm I'm here to do that. So that's what keeps me going, man. You know? I hear that, dog. And and you got it going because every time I see you, man, you just you're always in, in in some happy ass mood. You got some dope ass energy. I wish I had an ounce of that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I could take some Word. of that shit in the morning and get going, man. Because w- whether it's a tailgate, uh, a, a wedding, a work environment, this I'm telling everybody that's listening. This dude is the same dude regardless of the uh, the atmosphere or the setting that we're in. We can be in front of the president, the mayor. <laughs> anybody, bro. <laughs> he could be out in in, in, uh, in Europe, and this guy's the same guy. He don't change up for nobody. Right, I never change, man. That's never what it is, man. Up. Hey, so you know if you could take anything back in your life, big dog, like any moment in your life, you can go back and say, you know, I wish I did this different. What timeline would that be? I'd probably be like in college. You know what I'm saying? Like just like, uh, you know, I probably go back. You know. Probably like the end of my freshman year, rookie of the year, you know, just kind of just being like, you know, I, I let my head kind of get too big in a sense, you know, getting all that, you know, getting put on a national level, you know, like everybody become, become rookie of the year. You know, I was kind of like a nobody starting over from high school, you know, being all state and then coming in, just boom, and all of a sudden just blow up. Now I'm on the, you know, now I'm going to talk to, you know, being the man, you know what I'm saying? So that shit just, you know, just that pressure came. Uh, came too fast and you know I don't think I kind of handled it the way I wanted to you know but you know like I said like it could be things that was like you know guidance you know I don't don't think I really probably had the proper guidance going into certain things because I had to be on my two you know I had to stand on my two and just hold it down you know like coming from where I came from um, undersized overlooked nobody's going to be giving me a shot and uh, you know just kind of maybe like maybe that situation, you know, or shit, I can go back in high school if I wanted to, you know, and and, and on, on on the strength of you know, you know, making the right decision as far as like getting rushed into signing the UMass maybe so early. But then if I say that, then I would say, you would say, nigga, I would probably would have got to leave regardless. But you know, I'm just saying maybe I could have waited a little bit more and take my take my decision a little bit better. You know, don't get me wrong, you know, going from a one day, one double A program. You know, trying to get to a one A program, you don't get the type of things that you may get on a one A program. You know, so you know that being said, it's like you know, um, I don't think that you know, market wise, or you know, or, or just you know, being guided. You know what I'm saying? Like just being guided and preparing yourself, you know, to go into that next transition. So, like, like I said, like me being on my own and you know, you know, grinding and just doing my thing in college kind of just didn't set me up. So when I got to the pros, it kind of was like, you know, all I wanted to do was party and hang out and, and chill and, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, I thought it was just a big party. And, and then I remember Mike Tomlin, you know, he told me like, you know, the NFL stand for not for long. I'd be like, shit, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't paying in no mind, you know? Like, not thinking that, you know, I was going to get hurt or not thinking of this or that, you know? So, you know, things like that kind of, you know, play back and you like, damn, like, Maybe I will start to take this a little bit serious or this a little bit more serious, you know? Or like, like my man Ho said, man, like you gotta live with the regrets. You feel what I'm saying? Like I'm a type, I'm a type of person, like I'm gonna live with that, you know? Um, you know, we all have choices. We can make, you know, we can make the good or we can make the bad, but whatever choice you make, you gonna have to stick with that. You get what I'm saying? So I'm the type of person that's like, I don't regret shit. 
you know, I'm blessed. I'm thankful. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, I, I reached my goals. I, I accomplished that. Because I had to leave as long as I wanted to be. Nah, I mean, it is what it is. Y'all make people, you know, wish they could put on a fucking helmet or put on a fucking pads or lace up some cleats. Millions of people that wish they could do that. You know, that's why it's five years less than the 1%. So, you know, put me in that bracket. No matter how long I was, I accomplished it. You know, so, you know, for me, it was like, like I said, I live with my regrets. You know what I mean? Like, I could play things back differently. Of course I would have, but. You know, I probably wouldn't be the man that I am today if yeah. I did. So, yeah, uh, uh, no, nah, and and the beauty of <laughs> that whole thing is there is that what you do now, you kind of help the kids in positions that you were in. You know, kind of give them that guidance or whatnot. So you're that you're right. you're the guy. You're basically the missing piece in all these kids' lives now that you train all these teenagers' lives that you train, um, these college kids that you know you didn't have in your life. So that's yeah. pretty dope, man. What are some uh? What are some words of wisdom and inspiration you got for the people, man, trying to come up in life, you know, and, and, you know, just try to get in that winning bracket like you are, man. You got more W's and L's in your columns, bro. That's what I mean, man. Stay true to you. Stay true to what you do. Like you said, I ain't never changed. So, therefore, you know, don't change. You know what I'm saying? Only thing you should be, you know, you should be growing. You know, you should be growing with change. You shouldn't change as a person where what I what I would say is stay true to you. You know, stay true to what you believe in. You know what I mean? Like, and, 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 you know, if you got goals that you want to achieve, you know, you got to take one step at a time. You know, don't try and think that you're just going to jump leap and then all of a sudden it's just going to fall in your hands. Like, it just don't work like that. So I just say stay true to what you believe in. Stay true to your guns and work hard. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only, you know, true inspiration that I can give because, I mean, I'm a testament of, of it. You know, like, I, I set these goals. I worked my ass off to get there. I've achieved it. Um, so, you know, when people said, oh, no, he ain't going to do that. Oh, he ain't going to mouth with nothing. You know, it's like, who would them to tell or say anything about, you know what I'm saying, what you believe in, you know, go after what you want, you know? So for me, it's like, yeah, man, chase after your goals, chase after your dreams, stay true to who you are. And, uh, you know, I saw, yeah. and keep, and, and keep working your balls off. That's it, man. Like, I ain't, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna try and hit you up here with no motherfucking Webster dictionary with fucking big words and all that shit. You know, like, I'm a real fucking person. Like, you know, yeah, you put me in a room, I can sit there and shoot it and thumbs up it, but nah, bro, stay true to your guns, stay true to what you believe in, keep working your ass off every day, and I guarantee you good things is gonna happen. That's how you're gonna always win. Yeah. Hey, one last thing before we get off here, man. If you weren't coaching, what other job do you see yourself doing in life? I was a coach, man. I'll probably be like a college coach or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, I just think like, you know, that that's probably gonna be my next chapter, anyways. You know, as far as getting is getting into coaching. You know, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get my company to where it's at a point where I open up doors for people who want to come in and make some money and you know build a name and uh, and, and give back. And you know, my next plan is just going in and to see how college culture is going to go. Um, that would probably be my next phase. You know. Yeah, and I hear that, man. So real quick, just shout out the company you work for, Inception. Is that right? Like it's crazy, man. I pinch myself all the time. Like, what the hell? Like, how and what? How am I here? You know, but, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And trust me, I'm going to force to be reckoned with, like, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's Inception, Inception Sports, man. You can follow us on uh, IG, Inception Sport, with no S. 
Um, and obviously on, um, you know, Facebook, you know, we're on the inception, uh, inception athletics, our email is, I mean, our email, but, um, our website is, uh, inception, uh, inceptionathletic.com. So mm. Art, yo, check us out, man. You do, you do motivational speaking too, right? Yeah. I've just gotten a little bit of that, but going on to like high schools and going to middle schools and, um, just speaking to kids about like, you know, uh, you know, hard work and, uh, just achieving your goals and, um, you know, a little bit about like being a, a student athlete, you know, and then uh, I kind of just, you know, get trying to get these kids to focus more on like academics. Um, I think it's very important, you know, to have that backup plan, you know, like me, like I said, I was so driven and I felt like, you know, being brainwashed in a sense, um, you know, because, you know, when you get to a level, you, know, you only think about sports, 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 especially when you play at a high level, you know. You're like, mm-hmm. nah, man, you came in for ath- ath- athletics. You didn't come in for, you know, academics. So, you know, I'm trying to flip it a little bit, flip the narrative and, uh, you know, just try to get these kids to focus more on the little academics and finding their niche now. And I talk about, like, you know, maybe, you know, what 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 is that you, you know, you see yourself doing? What are your niches? What are the things that you like? You know, maybe start a, your own company or starting your own business, um, investing in yourself. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm about now, you know, just you know, teaching these kids, uh, you know, just to make right decisions, you know, so, it, you know, they don't sit back and be fumbling later on in life. I think everybody needs a little bit of guidance and, um, and, and guidance goes a long way, especially when you got the right help. Not definitely, man. It sounds like, you know, from, from what we just talked about, you're doing everything, you know, for these kids and these athletes that you wish you had in college. And that's, that's a big plus, man. And you, you winning, big dog, and, and these kids be winning too. Yeah, so. man. Appreciate um, it, man. Like I said, I'm proud of you too, man. Yeah, no like, doubt, you know, this man. is awesome, man. I appreciate you, you know, bringing me on the show and, uh, you know, just let... Man, I'm trying to do big you things, You know what I mean? Hey, bro, it's going to happen. We cut from the same cloth, man. We don't stop. Yeah, exactly. Man, they don't know, man. How you support... I used to pull up at the spot down in Jersey City, man. You know what I mean? I, I know where you come from, man. I know you I know you, you know your background in life, man. And uh, like I said, man, people that don't know nothing about you, you know, like I said, man, you a smart cat. Um, you know, you, you play both sides of the field. You, you street smart, you book smart, and you just a 100 guy, man. Like, your heart is bigger than what people think. And I think that's why we connect because, you know, our hearts are big and, we, you know, we love. But, you know, we also know, like, bro, you ain't going to cross my line or you're not going to disrespect me neither. Right. Hell and, yeah. uh, I th- you know what I'm saying? I think that's why, you know, we get along so well and we've been brothers for all these years and we're going to continue on being brothers.